0: To another episode of the View Charlotte Real Estate and Entertainment podcast. My name is Jeremy Orden, one of the partners with the Orden Ryder Group at Allen Tate. Each week, we'll break down a real estate topic, share stories related to the topic, or have guests with experience in various facets of real estate, and then discuss something about our city that makes it unique. This could be restaurants, things to do, fun facts, or virtually anything about Charlotte because Charlotte is such an amazing, dynamic city with limitless opportunities. The idea of continuing to educate our clients to the real estate market so they can make the best decisions for their family is a commitment that we stand behind, and hopefully each of these episodes will leave at least a little pearl of wisdom with our listeners. Let's get started. Before we jump into this week's conversation, I just want to apologize for any background noise that you might hear. They're actively pressure washing the building that we are recording in, so there could be some clings and clangs that might interrupt the audio quality that we hope to present. Today's topic is something I've been very excited to discuss, and while it is a real estate topic that might appeal to just a smaller audience than descriptions of terminologies or tips on how to win in multiple offers, I think it's something that should be of importance to anyone who's looking to partner with an agent. Who does the agent work for? The simple answer any client should immediately answer is, well, they work for me. An agent has a fiduciary responsibility to their client, so that answer is correct. However, I want to discuss Who does the agent work for in terms of whose name is on the sign? It's an interesting topic to me because we have a ton of different options in today's market, and I'm sure every organization will say that their approach is the best approach for any number of reasons. Some might offer new technology. Some might offer stock incentives or lower monthly costs. Some might provide opportunities or connections, and some might let you operate with no accountability in exchange for a monthly fee. So why should this topic be of importance to anyone? I'm joined this week by someone I hold in the highest of esteem, someone who has been a guide and mentor to me, and I can think of no one better to have this discussion with. Hillary Broadway, broker in charge of the Alan Tate Providence Office, my personal broker in charge. Hillary, welcome to our podcast.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: So today's topic is something that when the idea crossed my mind, I knew right away I wanted to have this discussion with you.
1: Oh, well, that's nice. I always enjoy talking with you. And you're right that this topic is one that consumers may not realize is important to them. So I welcome the opportunity to talk about it.
0: So my story of why I'm with the firm is a really simple one. When I joined my mother in real estate, she was with Alan Tate. Therefore, I joined Alan Tate because for as much as I was joining the firm, I was really there to join my mother.
1: Well, we have that in common. My mother was my first broker in charge and branch leader in 1995. And boy, what a learning curve that was. And what a blessing for both of us to have had the unique opportunity to follow in our mother's footsteps, but also to see them in a professional capacity firsthand.
0: In the years since I joined, Maddie, I've come to know that there are countless other business models other than the one that I joined. I've been offered opportunities and recruited by these companies, yet decided to stay. I know the reasons why I decided to stay with Allen Tate and our business model. However, since I don't want this to be a type of recruiting conversation, what do you think who a firm is should matter and why is that important?
1: Well, I think that your answer is very important and should be shared. Why when you have reached your level of success and can partner with any company, do you choose to partner with Alan Tate Realtors? Your answer might be a little different from that of someone who is new to the business or that of the agent who works outside of the team business model like you do.
0: Yeah, you know, It really raises some interesting points. And, you know, I promise I will share my answer at the end, but I really want to hear from you first. Since I was never a single agent working on my own, I never had that experience of isolation or being an individual within a group setting. I was always with my mother from when I started in this business, and then we built our team. How do you think a customer experience changes based off of the firm aspect?
1: So that's a really big question. Um, First and foremost, I think we should talk about what real estate is. For most of us, real estate is the most important and most valuable asset that we own. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars and sometimes much more than that. So we need to protect that investment just as we would protect that same amount of cash in the bank. This is real money. When making a real estate investment or selling one, we should be thinking about hiring someone we trust, someone with a proven track record, and someone who is associated with a company that values excellence and experience. That company should offer ongoing support, coaching, training, updates to the real estate professional on law and contract changes, industry changes and challenges, and things that are in the community that might impact real estate values. So, you know, like you, I've been recruited by other firms. The truth for me is that no one trains, coaches, supports at every level better than Allen Tate Realtors. No one has a stronger leadership team from the branch to the most senior roles, and no one has our positive name recognition in the Carolinas. I simply can't imagine working anywhere else. And all of those things make the real estate agent better able to predict trends, to assist clients through the buying and selling process, and to help in the event that things do not go as planned. That multi-level support and training is truly invaluable.
0: I really like that approach, and I think it echoes a lot of my same sentiments. I don't want to debate national branding or local brand identity, as I could see this being accused of having, like, one model over another. However, when it comes to footprint of representation, why is that important for the actual customer experience?
1: Well... I think brands are trust. When homeowners receive offers from brands that they trust, it builds confidence, creates clarity, delivers the uh, necessary credibility for a higher level of comfort when accepting those offers. So when the consumers know who we are, that comfort level increases our web activity, our phone activity, and ultimately puts more eyes on our clients' homes for sale.
0: I've always believed that who an agent works for is important. I'm not saying that someone cannot be an amazing agent if they work for a small firm, or that somebody cannot be a terrible agent if they work for a large firm. However, firm really matters in my eyes. Before I say why it matters to me, what do you think about why who someone works with is important?
1: Well, we are the company that we keep. When we surround ourselves with smart and passionate people driven to be high-performing professionals, We, by nature, up our games. I already mentioned, um, I think, the importance of name recognition and brand recognition and coaching. All of those things make an enormous difference in the ability of a real estate professional to handle challenges and to solve problems. There are really so many reasons, um, but those those are a few.
0: For me, it lets me know that who I'm working with. If we're part of the same firm, then I know that we should hopefully share similar values. If they work for a different firm, I first wanna know if I've even heard of that firm so I can best service my clients or whether they're working with someone I've never heard of. Furthermore, knowing whether somebody has the support behind them or what type of organization is behind them also gives you some clues to predict how a transaction might proceed. Most importantly, I think it comes down to the agent. After my years of experience, I run into a lot of the same agents again and again. And I'll say this, while I think our team does an amazing job working with our clients and servicing their needs, there really are some other great agents that I have worked with over the years. And, you know, when these conversations come up, we have our conversations where you might ask, like, oh, why do you work with so-and-so? Like, we always wonder if the grass might be greener on the other side or at the same time once again, I don't wanna get into recruiting, if we can get this person to come work with us because we just enjoy working together.
1: Well, listen, there are a lot of different models out there and there are successful professionals in all of them. I just know, for me, I know that we can help our realtors more. I know we can be better negotiators. We can help them be better informed and make better livings through better systems and marketing, support, technology, and coaching, which is really, really important and I don't think talked about enough. We have an unparalleled culture. Um, We truly care about one another. We're committed to the community. I mean, we support public education, the United Way, and arts and science. And all of those things speak to me. They resonate with who I am as a person. And that's really important.
0: I think a lot of agents today are taught that they need to be a brand. You know a lot of my feelings on this from our conversations about brand and the individual and things like this. Um, And you also know that I'm not the biggest fan of having conversations about branding, I look at it as my goal is to educate my clients and provide the best possible service possible. I'm not trying to create a brand completely off topic, however, but my opinions on brand are out there. Like I said, a lot of agents are taught to create a brand where they're advertising, um, like specifically for themselves. And then the firm is kind of in the background. They're going to be this corporation and then they're backed by X firm. Um, I take a little bit of a different opinion where I think that the firm is bigger than I am and I'm proud to be part of it. So the firm's presence should really be bigger than my personal presence. Like I like the fact that our firm's name is bigger on the sign than my team's name. So while I'm sure that either approach doesn't necessarily interfere at all with the service to my clients, I'm curious what your thoughts are when it comes to this like agent versus firm idea.
1: Well, Your brand is your promise, right? You educate your clients and provide the best possible service in every situation at every single price point. Like it or not, that's your brand. Everyone has a brand. It's how you walk. It's how you talk, prepare, share coach, et cetera. It is every single touch point along the journey. So partnering with a company is an extension of your brand. So your brand should resonate with the community. It should give back to the community and should mirror the professional image that you want people to have of you. So our brand is an extension of yours and vice versa. That's why we don't hire everyone we interview. Our brand and our culture, our professional image mandate that we look for the same thing in our associates. So it's our promise to our clients and it's our promise to our community and our agents. We have set that expectation and lived by it for, gosh, more than 65 years now.
0: So now I'm going to give, you know, the thing that I teased earlier. The reason why after, you know, this number of years that I continue to stay with the firm that I'm with. Again, this is not recruiting. However, it's relevant to the topic at hand and especially to the people I work with. And after all, when you're part of something special, you wanna share it with other people. First, my company, like you just said, shares the same values that I do when it comes to client education, service. They share the same values when it comes to experience and the customer experience. Furthermore, our company and I also align when it comes to our commitment and service to our community through charity and donations, like you mentioned. Thirdly, my company provides the education and support that I need to do my job, which is to service my clients. Fourthly, my company is the most deeply rooted residential real estate company in the area. And the name association means something to me and my commitment to my community. Finally, my company values the contribution of the organizations in ways that go beyond financial. I could not think of a better organization to be part of. As you know, my mother talks about, when she came to Charlotte, she looked for an organization that was similar to what she had when she was in real estate in New York. And what was true 35 years ago is just as true as it is today. So I I really can't think of a better organization to be part of. I think it's important for our clients, though, because when I talk with them about who I work with and why this is important to them, also helps them be able to figure out whether or not I'm going to be the best person to help service their needs.
1: Exactly. I love that.
0: I don't know why I'm so passionate about this topic. I mean, I, I don't know if anyone's going to listen to this and be like, this just sounds like an advertisement. But... I think it, it can apply towards anything, and who a person chooses to affiliate with, I think really does set a tone for what the customer experience is going to be. Normally when we talk about real estate, we're, we're talking about buying and selling, but this back-end affiliation isn't really discussed or you know, really even mentioned from the customer experience in my opinion, in order to be one of the best possible advocates and partner for, you know, any of our clients, these are the topics that should be discussed in the same way that we discuss, you know, how many years of experience we have or what type of volume we do, you know, what we bring to the actual table.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more.
0: All right. Well, like I said, who knows if anyone's actually going to enjoy this topic. I think it's really relevant. However, Now we can make a transition over to something that I know that you're really passionate about, and it's our entertainment topic for the week. For this week's entertainment topic, I mean, I could not have a more perfect guest. Charlotte is home to one of the best lake systems in any metropolitan area. United by the Catawba River, the triple lake system of Lake Norman, Mount Nile Lake, and Lake Wiley creates some of the best opportunities for luxury living and lake fun in any metropolitan area. As my resident Lake Norman expert, there's no one better to discuss Lake Norman activities and lake activities in general other than Hillary Broadway.
1: Oh, this is going to be fun. I did water ski uh, in every possible cove on Lake Norman as a child. So fire away. Okay.
0: So we need a little bit of like disclosure here. And I'll say right off the bat, I am not a lake person. I am literally that person who gets seasick on a calm lake just sitting there. That being said, my wife and kids love the lake and going out on it. My favorite thing to do on the lake is knowing that I'm going to get sick but you know to go ahead and rent a boat and go for a ride in tubing or you know even just being out there floating
1: Well, all of that's fun for me, maybe not for you, um, but you don't have to actually be on the lake to enjoy the lake. So you're not a water person, that's all right. Do you like peace and tranquility? There are so many parks with lakefront overlooks and picnic shelters when you just want to get away from it all and have a little peace and quiet. There are waterfront restaurants when you want to gather with friends and have a view. There is an entire economy built around the lake. So if you do want to experience Experience lake living. There are multiple locations that rent boats and paddle boards and kayaks. There are boat ownership clubs, sailing clubs, paddle board clubs, that even some of those offer paddle board yoga, if that's your thing. And of course, we would certainly be happy to help fi- someone find a lake home or condo. Some of those even come with boat slips.
0: Something I always like showing my clients is our public boat launches.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting, especially for those coming from other areas of the country where um, there can be a barrier to entry if you own your own boat but do not live on the water. That's not an issue here. On all of our lakes, there are free or low-cost public boat launches that provide lake access to anyone who owns a boat. So, you know, while skiing, tubing, and sailing are some of my favorite activities, I will say that my favorite time on the lake is near dusk when most of the people have gone home for dinner. It's just so beautiful and relaxing. I would caution newcomers, however, that our lakes are busy. So I would strongly recommend taking a boating class before getting out on the lake. Knowing who has the right-of-way, how far from docks one should be, what the markers mean, and so many other safety rules and regulations is really critical to enjoying the lake safely.
0: See, I didn't even realize that there was a right-of-way on the lake. I just always seem to like play a game of chicken where I'm like, this is my course, I'm going to stay here and I expect you to move.
1: Well, that's exactly why boat classes are important. Uh, Just like driving a car, if we all know the rules and what to expect, we're all going to be safer. Now, something we have not talked about is fishing, which is really popular on the lake. There are even national competitions that are held on the lake annually. So
0: again, not the biggest lake person. You know, I like to go out and float when we rent a boat or go out on a friend's boat. However, this is something I know nothing about because I mean, those who know me, like I'm not a fisherman or like a fish person.
1: So, so neither am I, but I have been the beneficiary of those who are. We had a lot of neighborhood fish fries when I was young. Uh, really, Lake Norman is a premier destination for people who are looking to teach the activity to their kids or really just want to catch their own dinner or, or fish for fun.
0: So I'm assuming that there are fish in the lake that you can catch and potentially eat.
1: Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, Lake Norman has striped bass, white bass, catfish, largemouth bass, smallmouth bass, bluebill, yellow perch, and so on. I mean, there are lots of fish in the lake.
0: I I feel like you just made up some of those species. (laughs)
1: Like
0: like there's flying saucers and and everything else out there.
1: There are actual fish by those names, I promise.
0: And anyone can just go out there and fish for
1: these fish well yes but you do need to have a basic fishing license or sportsman license if you're going to fish on the lake and you can easily get that online
0: i also heard that there's places on the lake that you can rent fishing gear from so that you don't have to make a whole investment into the sport if you want to try it
1: so yeah there are places on lake norman like the quest center where you can borrow a fishing rod you can purchase bait and even take advantage of their tackle loaner program that allows you to check out equipment for up to three days
0: Okay, so this is something I could get behind because, you know, you know me, I, I tend to go on a little bit of extremes and I don't want to start down the rabbit hole of buying a bunch of stuff for an activity. I have no idea if I'm going to continue to do. Well, that makes sense. So we've discussed boating and fishing. It seems like we've really discussed all the things to do on the lake, right? Right.
1: Well, on the lake or around the lake, I mean, as I mentioned, there's a thriving economy around the lake. Um, You know, one of the things that makes Lake Norman such a desirable place um, are the activities you can do around the lake. So there are extensive hiking and biking trails that are located around the lake, and I've already mentioned the numerous waterfront parks.
0: So what I hear you saying is that even if your lake experience does not take you out on the water, because hypothetically you're the type of person that gets seasick super easily and disappoints all of those around you and has to run home after an activity, there's still a bunch of activities that you can take part of and be part of like the lake community and lake life.
1: Oh, absolutely. So there are a couple of things worth mentioning when you're talking about the Lake Norman area.
0: Okay, I'm all ears for this because you know a lot more about this than I do. All
1: right, well, so let's talk about the food and wine scene that's developed around the lake.
0: So food is always going to get my attention. Let's talk about it.
1: All right, so there are so many great dining options, and I I think that when... Uh, When you go to some areas in the country, there are small communities that pop up around lakes and the infrastructure never really develops. So you kind of feel like you travel these long distances in order to go out and get a good meal and drink. Lake Norman is not like that. There's such a lively and current restaurant community that allows you to enjoy the beauty of the lake while still having immediate access to places where you would want to dine and hang out.
0: You know, I'm really glad that you mentioned this, because like you said, there's so many lakes out there where it's a body of water, and then there's nothing to do when you're there other than just being on the water. And I appreciate it when there's an infrastructure that there, there's restaurants and bars conveniently located around our lakes. Maybe we should do another discussion about the best dining around the lake.
1: Well, I am a foodie, so you know I'm going to have some strong opinions and recommendations on that one. Um, but we should also talk about shopping. Lake Norman has some great shopping a- er- uh, options in our area.
0: It's funny you mentioned shopping because Daly and I just discussed in another episode the best shopping in the area. And Lake Norman shopping really wasn't highlighted on her list.
1: Oh, gosh, there are lots of options. Antiques, bo- boutiques, home decor, gift shops, clothing. Burkdale Village is a destination. Um, it's worth mentioning. It's an outdoor mall that's been copied nationally. Right now, they even have an outdoor ice skating rink in the center of the village.
0: So without doing what Delia and I just did, how about you tell me one unique shopping experience on the lake that pops you know, to the top of your mind.
1: Aside from Burkdale Village, I'd have to say that I love the Oak Street Mill Antiques with uh, more than 11,000 square feet of antiques, art, and vendor booths. It's a really neat place. If you want that old-time small-town feel, visit downtown Davidson's Main Street Shops. Davidson is a small town surrounding the prestigious Davidson College, Seth Curry's alma mater. Downtown Mooresville has one of the oldest hardware stores in the area, D.E. Turner Hardware, which was established in 1899. I swear walking through those doors is like stepping back in time. Mooresville's downtown also features some great antique shopping, and some really good restaurants. So that's definitely more than one, but it's hard to pick just one.
0: Of course, if I say, like, what's your one thing, you're going to come with an entire litany. So I, I should have known what I was getting myself into. I guess what I can contribute to our late conversation is my favorite destination going all the way back in in years, which is Latta Plantation.
1: Oh gosh, I love Latta. It's now called Latta Nature Preserve. Um, It's right on the boundary of Mountain Island Lake and Lake Norman.
0: I was unaware that the name had changed and always just assumed that it wasn't Mountain Island Lake. I thought it was Lake Norman. So yeah, see, I'm learning something new just by sitting here with you. Latta Nature Preserve, right? nature preserve has always been the destination for me up there slightly embarrassed but i'm going to share this story but maybe like hypothetically me and some friends in high school might have skipped school and gone up there and considered it maybe an acceptable excursion because it was educational
1: well it is historic and educational
0: and Atlanta, there is the Carolina Raptor Center where they rescue and re- rehabilitate birds of prey. Like my kids love seeing the owls, the bald eagles and other birds that are kept there because they cannot be returned to the wild. There's also extensive hiking trails or horseback riding trails. You can hike right alongside the water and it's just a great place to be outside in nature and yet really close to Charlotte in the city.
1: So the Raptor Center was one of my mother's favorite places. Um, each of her granddaughters has a personal brick, a personalized brick with her name on it, compliments of my mother. It is just such a cool place. I mean, where else can you see a bald eagle from just a few feet away? It's absolutely incredible. Have you done the Quest Center there?
0: Embarrassed to say, but what what is the Quest Center?
1: Quest serves as a gateway to Latta Nature Preserve, and it's where all the educational programs are located. They have an exhibit hall, a 6,000-gallon aquarium. You know, had you visited that in high school, they might have given you a pass for skipping school.
0: So you just happen to know more about my favorite destination up there than I do?
1: Well, these are my childhood stomping grounds, and as I mentioned, my mother loved that place. So I should know a little something about them.
0: I think we've said all that we could say about this topic I really want to thank my guest Hillary Broadway for being our guest this week are there any final thoughts that you want to chime in with as we wrap up
1: well I'm sure that you and I could probably talk for another two hours but that might get tiresome for your listeners but I really I just want to say I appreciate you having me here today and I have had a really good time
0: well thank you for joining us on our podcast Each week, we'll continue to bring you these episodes as we explore our local real estate market and what makes our community just such a special and amazing place to live. Thanks for joining us, and until next time.